For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On this episode of DC On Screen, we're talking a whole lot about alternate universes and the crises that happened on those infinite universes. Or infinite Earths, if you will. It's an exciting show, right after this. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe. But a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 531. I am your host, David C. Robertson, and this, the man who once drunkenly attempted to use a taco as identification after his car caught fire at the Taco Bell, Jason Goss. Didn't work. It, 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 no, Did that's not, not identification. Did not work. I don't care if they printed your face on the taco. I <laughs> printed my face on the taco. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Even after all the beans hardened, they, they... I had to go back through the drive-thru and say, why is my friend's face on this taco? Mm-hmm. And they were like, who are you talking about? They closed a little slidey glass in my face, and mm-hmm. it was really, really rude. Yeah. Um, the fact that they didn't call more personnel is, I, I think, an act of mercy. Oh. I mean, you know, Taco Bell's like Walmart, man. Those employees don't give a shit. They, they... <laughs> Just fact. Fact. <laughs> no, man, I'm excited about this episode. Mm-hmm. This is a good episode mm-hmm. with lots of interesting topics. Yeah, it was fantastic. Let's go ahead and wrap up. All of our other, all of our other episodes, terrible. <laughs> Terrible episodes where we talk about uh, sandblasting. Yeah. <laughs> talk about things things that already happened. Right. I'm Further not sure why sandblasting happened. came to mind. I don't know why either. I'm not even sure that's a real thing. Is sandblasting a thing? Well, you is can, that, you or can do is it to jeans. I know. Okay. Yeah. I was a little worried that that was I, just a thing I came no, up with. No, we're 90s kids. That was a thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was so never cool enough to wear to... them, but I knew what they were. Oh, yeah. I don't... Whatever the... the I was always about six years. I'm like Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm like 10 years behind the trends. Right, right. 
I don't know if that's true about Canada, but that's what they said on How I Met Your Mother. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no, Trudeau's just right there on top of it. So if if, if only for his uh, example, the, the rest of them are on it now. Yeah. I'm All right, you so that. lots of uh, lots Clean. of cool news this episode. Clean country. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> go get to this. <laughs> lots of cool news this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, before we get to it, I want to remind you guys that uh, we do now officially have a Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/DCOnScreen. There will be a link in the show notes. Five dollars a month gets you access to the private feed. And it needs to be private, believe me. Mm-hmm. There's already a bizarre mm-hmm. little taste of some some of the stuff you might be uh, privy to. Uh, we're already working on creating content for it. Mm-hmm. I just heard Jason's intro for his pull list show. It honestly made me want to hear Jason's thoughts on comics. Nice. I, was... I already know his thoughts on comics. He tells me. He calls me and tells me. I don't have to I do. I just call and spoil them for you. <laughs> you do. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, hey, are you going to get to this for a while? And I'm like, no. And you're like, yeah, you'll forget. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> yeah, I do. But, you know, there is a precedent for that working to get me interested. You had to spoil Fringe for me, for me to watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it spoiled itself for us. But that's a different conversation. A different conversation, yeah. That was an unfortunate side effect of, of, of that process. Yeah. Well, you know, you try things. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I'll be doing some reviews. We'll have fun snippets. Uh, who knows what else? Like I found a bunch of little snippets I saved just because I was like, "Ha, huh, who knows?" I'm, I'm, I might just want to hold on to some of this stuff, and some of it just had me rolling, man. Like just <laughs> listening to it. Um, <laughs> I was pretty amused with some of the stuff. You sent me a couple clips. I was like, ah, it's all right. Yeah, we'll also uh, be offering some exclusive stuff that's only for patrons in the way of advanced access to new discounted merch and stuff like that. Which, by the way, we have six designs available in our merch shop right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get it on T-shirts, iPhone cases, uh, tapestries. You can put our logo, our logo, our logo on mm-hmm. a tapestry, mm-hmm. and that's just disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I don't know, I don't know who I am, <laughs> but it's all sorts of shit. I totally want to have like a tapestry in my background, but I have so much other DC stuff. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to cover. It's a busy room. <laughs> it's a very busy room. <laughs> it is a it is a busy room. All right, so uh, you can find that at tpublic.com slash users slash DC on screen or go to dconscreen.com and click on shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's going to be a new design up soon, but like I said, patrons get access to it first. We do have five new patrons. Thank you. So uh, absolutely huge, unabashed. Is it unabashed or unabashed? Eh, it depends on which country you came from. <laughs> uh, huge, unabashed thank you to uh, Eliza Love. Effiop Helders of Stealing the Remote, a podcast I continue to stand by. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Salvatore, Chris Balga, and Andy Hulsey. Oh, what wonderful people. I don't people. know why you had a question mark. I think that's how you say that. I, You know, we have a long-standing tradition on this show of not knowing how to say names. Yeah. I yeah. suspect Part of our DNA. Every, every one of these patrons are going to get back to me and say, you know what? That, that was completely that, that's wrong. That's how that worked. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. But you guys are awesome. Uh... More thanks, I I do not know how to give. No, absolutely not. Um, it yeah, it and, and it'll it'll turn back in your favor too. We're gonna we're, we're about to buy some stuff, and it'll sound better, be better in your ear holes. <laughs> I just love the way you trailed off. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you you can hear me already getting kind of excited about the audio quality. Mm-hmm. Wait. All right. There, so there is a a one dollar option for anyone who doesn't like us that much, but just feels. Like, they want to help us out in the slightest. And that is much appreciated yeah, as well. Absolutely. 
But none of these none of these cats have done that. They've all gone for the uh, what, what did I call it? The the be all end all. The be all end all. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's all in. Everybody's everybody's come in's all in. Which fine. We're not we're not supposed to say all in anymore all men. because of the, the, the Justice League thing. No. Yes. Yeah. All men. All men. <laughs> So the uh, that will not go un- unrewarded in any capacity. We'll we'll have some uh, some stuff posted recently. I I think I said last week. I my pull list uh, was just nothing because mm-hmm. the the shipment got diverted. Like, literally, the store that I buy them from didn't get didn't get their own. So uh, I have all those now, and I've got a stack about an inch and a half long of stuff that I've uh, I've got on my desk here that I intend to read. I don't need to know about your inch and a half long stack. Well, it's on the desk. It's safe. Oh, oh, thank God. Yeah, I can't record comfortably in a position where I could say that and record at the same time and it be untoward I like to have a nice get some, relaxed get some news, man. recording position yeah please please news please news. please bail us out with some news, news. alright so uh, Kevin Sujihara was talking mm-hmm. that's the uh, chief executive over there at DC mm-hmm. this is this is the the uh, guy that mandated the two hour runtime for Justice League and who knows what else mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was just in charge of all the run times, causing several theatrical cuts where there needed to be director's cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a guy we're a fan of. Just straight up. Not a guy we are a fan of, yeah. Straight um, up wish he was not in that role. Mm-hmm. So he's saying uh, he, he has some, some comments about how the DC Comics movie strategy has changed. And I don't I don't feel like it's uh, really very different than what we've had before, we've, we, we've heard before. Uh, he says, the upcoming slate with Shazam, Joker, Wonder Woman 1984, and Birds of Prey um, feels like we're on the right track. We have the right people and the right jobs working on it. The universe isn't as connected as we thought it was going to be five years ago. You're seeing much more focus on individual experiences around individual characters. That's not to say we won't at some point come back to that notion of a more connected universe. But it feels like that's the right strategy for us right now. What Patty Jenkins did on Wonder Woman illustrated to us what you could do with these characters who are not Batman and Superman. Obviously, we want to get those two in the right place, and we want strong movies around Batman and Superman. But Aquaman is a perfect example of what we can do. They're each unique, and the tone's different in each movie. I gotta say, I like what he's saying about getting the right tone, getting the right people. Uh, I I don't trust the man, obviously. Uh, No, he... Yeah, they... It's it's not a term I'm fond of, but he he has like a filthy cash kind of feel to him. Like it it's well, sure. it strikes me as very ignorant that he saw Wonder Woman and thought, oh well, oh my, there's some pool there. <laughs> it's fucking Wonder Woman. Well, well, he is a filthy cash man. He's a filthy I, cash because he spent his entire life like focusing on not reading comic books and doing other things like becoming I the chief that. executive of Warner but Brothers. You, but when you take on a set of IPs like this and decide to do something about it, you need to educate yourself. Well, at the very least, you need to put someone in charge and defer to their You judgment. defer to Jeff Johns or somebody. And and I know... Oh, uh, you're not supposed to say that anymore. I, fuck that. I'm, I'm still saying you defer to Jeff Johns or somebody. Um, completely disagree with anyone who thinks that Jeff Johns was, was at fault for what happened. Um, yeah, he just... I think there was a lot of things going on, though. There was a lot going on. And... Yeah. He is, when we say WB executives, he's really the guy I'm talking about. Like, he's the guy who I think was dictating policy at, uh, that was either contradictory or insane. Pick one mm. or both. Emphasis on dick. Yeah. 
you know, he might be a really nice guy. I don't know. He, he just might fucked be. this he franchise, might. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, in, like, the franchise still did great, despite his best efforts. But, mm-hmm. like, it, but way better than the narrative would, would let you believe. The franchise did uh, did fine. But, I mean, he, he sets, like, the way he set Snyder up with, oh, you know, we're going to do this and this and this, and we're going to bring in some other people and blah, 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 and it's going to be a universe and blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, uh, everyone, can I have your Achilles heel for a second? Slit, 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 slit. He yep. just, uh, it's terrible. And then uh, for him to say this kind of stuff now, like, I get it. He's He sees that the numbers are better. He sees that the reception is a little bit better. Like, I feel like for him, he's just seeing stuff like that. And he has no real feel for how to do this. Like, he just feels like a guy that doesn't have, he just doesn't have a pair on him, man. Just can't stand by a product and say, no, no look. This is what this is what's going to work, and let's do it. I don't know. I think you have to have a pair to to even be in that position. Honestly, in that sense, yes. In the and sense that he was trying giant to giant multi million dollar decisions, absolutely, you have to have a pair. Abs- I just don't think he knows yeah. what he's doing here. <laughs> There's that, but it takes a certain kind of pair to pick Zack Snyder as the guy that's going to lead this universe. Like I know he makes pretty films. We all know he made pretty films. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he also made relatively controversial films i mean it, he, he he wasn't like an everyday brand like spielberg or something he you picked a guy like that and you said let's do this universe and and i like your vision and then he didn't stand behind him because well he got a little weird I there for there, a second yeah i think there was a point when they hired zach to do it like they were really on the we're dc and we're dark and we're gritty and you maybe and i don't know kind of coming off rub the against Chris- the grain i think they were maybe cool and, enough coming off the christopher nolan David Goyer yeah. period where they're like, oh, that, that's what worked. We'll try it. And Snyder's good at that. Um, and then they, they looked at it and they were like, oh, well, I mean, people now think that everything has to be like Marvel. Uh, bright and hopefulness. I don't, I don't that's know. That's what we need. I, I, I don't know how much it had to do with Marvel. I'm sure it was it played in. But from just the one perspective, it was you could see it. They bought into something that it was really going to. You were going to have to have a little bit of a backbone and stand behind your product here, mm-hmm. and it and it just, it just didn't. And he's the well, guy it, over and over again in the in the press that I've been like, you, you're the one who didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> I I don't know. There's so many different facets to it, and I back in the day I said absolutely I wanted Snyder to be in charge of this thing. Uh looking at it though i love the snyder movies i really enjoy them some of the decisions he made i wound up kind of going mm. in retrospect had i known that was you know i may not have wanted him in charge but <laughs> yeah. it was you know it's just it's this but you know that's just my own personal preferences i'm sorry yeah. like i still enjoy what he did and i want to see the snyder cut and all that anyway but for what for what we have from what the guy's saying now, and from what a lot of people have been reporting, but uh, he's he's uh, he's so high in the pecking order that I thought him saying it um, formalized it a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna branch out. It's gonna be separate. I mean, we've known that for a while. Like the Joker, since yeah. its inception, was going to be a separate thing. Uh, we don't know mm-hmm. what the hell the Batman is up to now. The Matt Reeves, the Batman, or whatever it's gonna be called. It could be connected. It could not be. It really, it really, we don't know. We really don't. The last we heard, the last we heard, it still was. Um, but so. it's still so far in pre-production that if news broke tomorrow that hey, that's going to be uh, hell. You could break news that says it's separate, but it's part of the Joker universe, and I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, that's. I don't have any reason to contradict you. I really don't. Uh, I'm not necessarily 
concerned about it all being in the same universe, though. I'm not, but I'm I'm a little annoyed. Well, I think it can still be connected. It can. It can. But it's going to take some... That's the thing that worries me a little bit, is like, they at this point, we could all diverge, and we could have our separate situations, and and kind of enjoy those for what they are. And I'm not going to complain mm-hmm. about that. I mean, I'm excited about the Joker movie. I'm excited about Wonder Woman, even if it's if they're going to try to downplay the fact that these are still in the same damn universe, you know? Yeah. Um, well, well, it doesn't have to be something I'm not going to enjoy, but it has created this little seed in the back of my head where I, where I'll, I, I think for a while, until something has a resolution, I'll be thinking, well, but you said, and you could still connect them, but it, I think, again, it's going to take some, some real courage to disconnect them all like that and then bring them together mm-hmm. again. You're going to have to really believe well, in what you're doing. Every time someone comes out with anything like, anything like this, I get pissed off because you have fans who come out and say like, oh, we knew it. The DCEU is dead. And it is not. It just isn't. Shazam, Wonder Woman 84, Birds of Prey, all, they are in, talking about not being connected. Birds of Prey looks like it's connected to every damn thing. Yeah. It looks like it's connected to the Suicide Squad. Uh, the, the Suicide Squad sequel is connected to freaking Gotham City Sirens, which apparently might be part of a trilogy for Birds of Prey. Oh, they've got big plans if that works out. Yeah, so I'm, I am not worried about it. Besides that, even the stuff that's not connected, I think can still be connected. Take, for instance, this Ezra Miller news that just came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what Ezra Miller said? Nope. Well, at first, he's talking about how the Flash movie keeps getting put off. And he says, anyone who knows anything about Barry Allen knows he's always late. Fair. But then when he arrives, ten ten so he gets far. stuff done. Yeah. He says, but then when he arrives, he gets stuff done. And that's definitely how this film's production schedule is proceeding. We're a little late, but the reason why we are late, and this is the honest-to-God truth, we're all, and I include myself in this, we are all very meticulously focused on making a movie that's not just one of the greatest superhero movies that we can possibly make. This movie's also going to be a gift to the fans. And he says that they they had a script, they hit a couple of points in the script's development, and they looked at it and said, nah, this isn't it, this isn't, this isn't it yet. And uh, he went on to say, we're talking about sparking a whole new universe, which is, it's not just the DC multiverse, it's also the speedster multiverse. And the speedsters are the ones who connect all the disparate pieces of it. Because Marvel is a universe, it's just one world, and all the same characters are in it. DC is a multiverse. All these different stories with different realities, different characters and versions of characters, and the speedsters are the ones who move through it all. They're like the connecting bridge between all these different collaged parts. And so I'm really delighted at how focused everyone is on getting it just right. And I'm really devoted to that as well. And honestly, we won't have to we won't make the film unless it's going to be this consummate beautiful offering to the fans and to everybody. We're just going to make a fantastic movie, but we're really focused on making it the super gift to DC fans. Um, all the multiverse stuff. Uh, capital yes. That sounds like, I and mean, Miller's been kind of talking about this and how he wants to do this with the Flash anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's kind of if if he knows anything about where they're heading or where they're kind of wanting to head. Hell yeah, on the multiverse. <laughs> if he knows and, and he's preaching. right about it, then yes, yeah, that that would work just fine. That that is what I've been preaching almost since day one of this podcast is. If you really want to one-up Marvel, you do a multiverse. Mm-hmm. That's what DC is. But They rely on that. People from different universes hang out. It's still... Yeah. <laughs> but it still takes... It's it's going to take a lot of backbone to eventually merge them. You, yeah. 
you will have to do it. I mean, it's taken, it's going to be eight or nine years in, but the Airverse is going to do it. They don't have to necessarily, I mean, we're not talking about, I'm not saying they're going to completely merge it. I'm not going to say, I mean, if you do want to do like an Infinity War type of thing, you're going to need to do Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, yeah. Probably. Or a version. But the, the, it, it could be an event that as big as, uh, as big as Infinity War is, and it's, it's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's incredible what they pulled off. I'm, but dude, I'm, honestly, you don't like look at how how long the Flash is the TV show The Flash has been doing multiverse stuff. Yeah. You don't have to have like some kind of big brouhaha. You can just you can have just like oh we opened another dimension. Oh here there's you, Grant yeah. Gustin's Barry Allen or you whatever. You can have little popovers, but the potential for what you can do if you have one of the big breakdowns like that, and and the comics have done the same thing. Like when they, I mean, when they come out with uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths or or any of the other anything with the word Crisis in it, or now when they've done Rebirth or now when they're doing Metal or something like that, like you, the the big tentpole events like that are bringing versions of characters together. Where um, yeah, it's it's fantastic and deeply rewarding for the people you know watching or reading these kinds of things. So there's so much mm-hmm. potential there that it would it would be unwise to not tap it. But you would have to yeah. you would have to put it in the creator's court and say, I I, I need you to make this amount of money, but I'm not going to get in your way. What yeah. what can you do for me? And let them go. Like, I mean, the Russos are the the Russos, for instance, are directing one of the one of the biggest properties. This will be one of the greatest accomplishments in movie money making in the history of cinema. Dude, six years ago they were directing episodes of Community. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you just have to know talent when you see it and let it let it do what it needs to do. You you don't have to micromanage it. It's it's, it's a lesson. Yeah. I'm just hoping we're getting there for it. Uh, again. Hamada, I'm keep I keep thinking Hamada's got this. I think Hamada gets it. I, I I think he does. I hope so. So to recap, just just quickly, it's not as connected as they thought it was going to be five years ago. But damn it, they're doing individual experiences around individual characters. Stupid or not, he just realized that Wonder Woman means that they could do things that aren't Batman and Superman, but they're still committed to doing to doing Batman and Superman and having strong movies around Batman and Superman. I'm excited about that. You better damn give Henry Cavill his money. Yeah, I'm I'm not trying to flavor the word one way or the other, but dude, Sushi Hard's super ignorant about the stuff he was in charge of. Mm-hmm. And Ezra Miller is talking about multiverses over here. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. That is exciting. And I really, I God, I hope he's not just he. He can get he's he's a little bit of a puppy, you know. Mm-hmm. He's excitable. He is excitable. Um, he's on the rug every now and then. Feels bad about it, but I, <laughs> I, I really hope he's got this one because it does sound fantastic. It'd be a great direction to go in. And you're right, it would be a great answer to like, well, what can we do that that can compete and and um, really do something different? And yeah, multiverse is a great way to go with it. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't even want to say the word compete because apparently fans are just taking that shit too far, which they always have, but they're ramping it up even more now. Mm, um, but DC and Marvel need to be iron sharpening iron, man. They need to be like just one upping each other in a way that benefits each other and the fans. Dude, it always has been, always has been. The actual writers themselves and the artists. It's basically been a game like in the history of the two, the two properties. It's been a game of like, hey. Um, so you get a little bored with John Wolverine? You feel like you're on Batman for a while? Yeah. Uh, what if I gave you about this much money? <laughs> All right, come over here, buddy. 
and then he'll go back eight years later when he started drawing Batman. Like th- this, this, this hostility does not. The these actual companies are not playing the same game. Not really. Not completely. Anyway, uh, so Aquaman two, we have a release date on that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, December sixteenth, two thousand twenty-two, and we have an Aquaman digital release date. That's going to be March fifth. We had a uh, we had a new Shazam TV spot drop, and some people are coupling it with a um, like a little featurette and calling it another Shazam trailer, and it's just not. It's just not. It's not a trailer. <laughs> we got some new footage for sure. Um, the advertising is really starting to amp up. I'm seeing toys on the shelves. I'm I'm excited. I want to see this thing. Oh yeah. This the spot does give us a little extra, not a whole lot. We do have Doctor Savannah asking Shazam, "How old are you?" and he says, "Basically 15." <laughs> um, we have some fun lines with one of Billy's sister, uh, foster sisters. Um, I, I don't know. We we have some shots of him flying around and stuff, and they the the effect is really cool. Have you seen this thing? He's, he's, it looks completely different than like the Flash running. It looks completely different than Superman being fast. It just it's got its own look. And I'm I'm just really excited about this movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that part, but I like it. Yeah, um, this was fun, and apparently people are really pissed off at David Sandberg for making jokes like this. But I don't I don't understand why. I don't understand the folder roll. This is great. Uh, someone asked, "Will Shazam use the Shazam app in the Shazam movie?" And David Sandberg says, "Yes, but in our movie, it's called Captain Marvel." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. And look, uh, a bunch of. Uh, DC fans, a bunch of, uh, and uh, you know, let's be honest, a bunch of angry, uh, I don't know, what, 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 what would you call them? Just angry people who are afraid of some sort of SJW culture or something. It's have just been like basically firebombing Rotten Tomatoes and everything else about trying to get people misguided activism. I want to say, yeah. As Brie Larson said some things, and then about, she was trying to be inclusive about uh, minority reporters being able to interview her, and uh, and people took it the wrong way, and it's just ridiculous. And uh, so everyone's saying that uh, they're a white male, and or all these people are saying they're white males, and they're not going to give Captain Marvel the money. They're, uh, it's just all crazy. Zachary Levi came out. He says, I just found this out last night, and for anyone out there who thinks you're doing me a favor, you're doing Shazam a favor, you're doing Warner Brothers, you're not. This is not helping anyone or anything. We're both movies, and we're both going to be out in theaters at similar times, and the irony of that timing is really interesting for sure, but there is no conspiracy. Anyone out there is holding onto some bone like they need to pick a side and pick a fight is sorely mistaken. Um... Yeah, it's just... It's ridiculous. Like, whether you're, like, a DC fan and you feel like destroying... Captain Marvel's rankings and Rotten Tomatoes or whatever the hell you think you're doing. Calm down and go and actually do the research and look at what was said and stop attacking the other side. Stupid. Yeah, it was um and embarrassing. Yeah, a little bit. Like he he put it he put it correctly. Like you're not doing anyone any favors, man. You no one is benefiting from these actions. And the the most hilarious part of this is like I mean, we we've had uh, a few little bits on our our last few episodes where we talked about how how much of a dumpster fire Rotten Tomatoes is, mm-hmm. and a lot of this this uh, drummed up BS warfare has been taking place on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. I mean, I I could yeah. not feel more right about what we've been saying. <laughs> oh yeah, and I've seen like I've seen people 
saying like, well, Rotten Tomatoes just took down the want to see because oh my god, dude, like they were they they're not allowed to vote on the actual audience score because it hasn't been released yet. So they were just you know firebombing the want to see segment and and it was all like, they had access to record lows, but. Of course, all of the the clickbait websites are out there reporting like, oh, yeah, this is the lowest audience rating for any Marvel movie. It's not an audience rating, asshole. (laughs) So Rotten Tomatoes comes out and says, we're not going to do this anymore. We're taking down the want to see. We're just going to do away with that altogether. And, you know, now these people are going, oh, well, I mean, of course they took that away because we, you know... There is showing that they don't want to that we don't want to see Captain Marvel and Rotten Tomatoes, you know, sucks mouse dick and whatever. <laughs> the one the, the one criticism I've I've seen uh, come out of this that I thought okay that's legit that's that's a good call mm-hmm. was there were several legitimate uh, legitimate sources that had articles saying like hey you know you realize what's happening to Captain Marvel is kind of crap and they're doing this and blah, 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 and blah, blah. And a couple people kind of said, mm, you know, where was this article when BVS was getting trashed? I agree. Legit. I agree with That's that. That's a legit criticism. Uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is, uh, as a as an entity, clearly cares more about Marvel than, than DC. Uh, mm-hmm. Or rather, We've, Disney you, than Warner Brothers. You've crunched the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's Disney than Warner Brothers, I don't care. However it's manifesting and whatever its source... They are clearly protecting one and trashing the other. So even now, when they're, do you think it's a compensation issue? Uh-huh. Like they're, they're like overcompensating because they know that Warner Brothers owns like thirty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I really don't. I, I I don't know where this comes from. I just know that there's no questioning the outcome. Uh, yeah, my numbers are still out there. Question me if you want to. I I will I will again. I will say I'm wrong if I'm wrong. We're not. I don't think we are. It's a it's a shit show and it's it's slanted in a certain direction but it is a few articles like i, I think i saw uh it was even maybe a hollywood reporter somebody it was somebody legit i don't want to say a name i shouldn't have even said that name that kind of said oh well clearly this is happening and and the you know the numbers are being slanted so and so and so and so and was like, well yeah legit legit problem why were we not having this conversation with any of the dc products i think a lot of us were though not in it wasn't. It wasn't like Hollywood Reporter people. It, it wasn't I that think. quality. It wasn't a lot, of, or not not a lot of them. It was more the blogosphere, not the actual printosphere. Yeah. Mm. Like you can get soybean ink on your fingers from looking at that article. I think. I think the most important takeaway here is that you need to make up your based on whatever marketing is out there. You need to make up your own mind. Don't listen to all these people, these trolls and whatnot. Because you know what? The whole time, the whole time, every trailer i've seen for captain marvel i've thought that looks fantastic mm-hmm. and if i don't go see captain marvel it will be a timing issue and has will have nothing to do with brie larson it will have nothing to do with her trying to include you know minorities it, <laughs> it will have nothing to do with whatever bullshit reason you've come up with to decide that you're not going to go see captain marvel because i've finally had it with disney okay have it with disney that's fine but, you know, at least do it on your own merit and look up with whatever you're pissed about. Look it up and find out if that's even a real thing. Yeah, I agree. And if you're not interested in it, well, that's fine. Just stop attacking people who are interested in it and try to prove something with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. By the way, in the um, 
while we've been talking about this, I, I I was clicking around and I found the uh the speed effect you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it looks kind of fun. The what? The little speed effect for Shazam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does look fun. Yeah, it looks it looks looks solid. Honestly, like I'm really excited about Shazam. Like, it doesn't look like they were trying to mimic human movement. It looks like where he's supposed to be. They just included a trail of the emblem mm-hmm. and some vague redness around it. Yep, that's cool. I like it. I dig it. And I dig it being something different for a lot of reasons, but one of them is he's a magical creature. <laughs> he is. It's it's like if it's it's the reason like if Shazam and Superman really fight, it's the reason it's a big problem is Superman doesn't have he's got a magic, you know, Achilles heel. So mm-hmm. I had someone ask me that the other day. I was like, Okay, so what about like Captain Marvel and Superman? I was like, oh yeah, uh, Captain Marvel all day. What do you mean? It's like, well it depends on where they are. If, if they're in space, he's got the yellow sun on his back, he can probably take him. They're on Earth, cloudy day. He's got to face magic. Meh. Shazam probably lays him out. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Over to the Batman. Uh, THR, Hollywood Reporter, mm-hmm. is uh, reporting, I use the term loosely, mm-hmm. that Matt normally Reeves is looking for. a solid source, but every now and then you're like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. And in this case, I couldn't find a real source, so that's why I'm saying loosely. Yeah. But um, I'm looking for a 20-something-year-old for Batman. That's what, that's what Hollywood Reporter is saying. Um, so they point out that Army Hammer, who has been, uh, talked about, uh, yeah, uh, is 32. Now, here's the thing, though, uh, Revenge of the Fans, Mario, uh, Rubless, he was the one who came out and said Army Hammer, right? Mm -hmm. Bradley. Everyone else, everyone else shit all over him, said that's not, that's not at all what's going to happen. Army Hammer said he's not in talks, he doesn't know anything about it. Mario stands by what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, give it a month. For, You'll see. For better or worse, he is standing by this thing. He's standing by it. Um, historically speaking, I'm I'm looking at how, like, Momoa said, no, I'm not Aquaman. You can you could punch me if I'm not Aquaman. He was Aquaman. He knew he was Aquaman then. Right. Um, it's happened. It's happened several times. Different actors saying, oh, no, I don't know anything about it. And it turns out they were the, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Said, I don't know anything about the Joker. Mm-hmm. Then he was Joker. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, don't be surprised if his army hammer. Uh, the lips are, are, my lips are making the movements and the words are, are floating off of them and up to heaven to God's uh, gentle ear. That this be true. <laughs> that this be that true. This dear one, be true. I and I say that because it looks like the majority of the fandom want that. Once that, uh, I, I haven't seen army hammer in anything. I don't either. He does look like a younger Affleck, and uh, it looks like the fandom would be happy with it. Mm-hmm. So please, God, just let them be happy for something. Yeah. Hey, now one thing about that struck me though is, it, well, we want a twenty-year-old or so. If that's true, after all this jockeying around, mm-hmm. I, I would be a little annoyed if we just got like a Batman Year One remake. I really don't want a Year One movie. I, it's something that if you'd told me that was happening years ago, I would have thought, okay, cool. I've never seen this in mm-hmm. live action. We've seen hints of it, but yeah, let's do this. But after all this, if that's what this got reduced down to, come on, man. Mm-hmm. There were, well, you had so much at your disposal. Well, THR is saying, you know, it's, it won't be a straight up rookie Batman Year One movie, but he won't. All, he also won't be the expert. You know, it'll be somewhere Some, in, between in between rookie and yeah, that's fine. Bat God. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> because once you get to like Grant Morrison's Bat God, I think it's probably pretty hard to create anything that's you know 
even in Snyder's universe, we're, we're talking about a guy who defeated Superman. Like, we'll see. But yeah, he was Bat God, but he was also incredibly flawed, which makes him interesting. Now, a, a large segment of the you know the fandom yeah. apparently doesn't think that's true. Doesn't yeah. think he was interesting. He was just a murderer. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, let me. But, uh, a fair like an <laughs> o- I, I think a, a majority percentage of what makes uh, Bat God Bat God when you see him is how effective is he. Yeah, like in certain stories, we're talking about the guy who killed Darkseid. Yeah, <laughs> the mm-hmm. human who killed Darkseid, which apparently is what Snyder was leading up to. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good. Anyway, I- I'm down to see what they do. Yeah, either way. Um, now apparently the, it's, it's come out as if it's news mm-hmm. that the 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 Batman Reeves Batman movie is going to have at least four different villains. Um. You know, Mark Hughes over at Forbes said, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago and no one seemed to care. And I'm like, well, I, I didn't care because the, Reeves has said it before. Mm-hmm. Reeves said that it was going to be a villain, a rose gallery. Mm-hmm. So that's not news. Just reiterating. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook posting it and going like, what? This is going to be a dumpster fire. And somewhere there was Josh Gad saying, yeah, it's going to be me and three other guys. Yeah, just Josh Gad, Josh Gad, just jerking off in the corner, going wah, wah, wah. Right. No one's even talked to Josh. <laughs> it's one of the great mysteries what? of the DC lore right now. Is like, is anyone actually talking to that cat, or is he just really trying to do this by himself? I mean, somebody's talked to him for sure. <laughs> like for sure. Like we have literally gotten uh, a picture of him in, at the DC offices. Like we know someone talked to him about something. We just don't know if it was really about him being Penguin or if it was just like, hey, I'm Josh Gad. I'm going to come up to the DC offices. And then they were like, hey, Jeff Johns, go out and meet with him because we don't need negative publicity yeah. right now. You know, Who knows? Yeah. I can see them all kind of going, uh, Penguin, huh? Y- yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. But look, on- in all honesty, joking aside... We know that they were going to use Penguin in Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. and we know that Reeves wanted to use Penguin, so they were Birds of Prey was told don't use Penguin, and Josh Gad is just a little too chipper about it all. That's my that's my knot in my stomach, not who they cast as Batman. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to deal with Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'm just unfairly judging him from that awful show where he was the son of the president. I I just haven't had a good experience with him, not yet. Can't rule it out. It's possible. Yeah. I just I just haven't had that yet. You know what? I, I, I will say this. I I could not survive the film, so he it's a little bit tainted. He's he always plays like this sort of weird, gross person. Hmm. Well, like, that's like so far. So I mean, that's a great endorsement for Penguin too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it <laughs> that part would work if if I could. Yeah, he and he did. And I saw this movie. I don't remember what it was called. I don't know. My wife was watching it. and I walked in, and uh, what's that guy's name? Mandy Patinkin. He's dying, and Josh Gad is one of his sons, and he's like a big cosplayer, mm-hmm. and he's like just he's walking around this like he's got the best costume at this convention or something, and then he's like banging some chick in, in, in his apartment or something. And he finds out his dad's dying and he comes to see him before he, and it's like, they don't have a good relationship. And he actually did the role really well. Like he, he did the emotions of his dad dying and all of that really, really well. It was, Oh, it was some stupid Zach Braff movie. That's what it was. 
I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> oh. It was that Zach Braff movie that didn't go over well after uh, Garden State, wasn't it? Which There were several that didn't go over well after Garden State. Yeah, it was, oh, I forget. I forget. This was a pretty recent one. Was it? Yeah, this one was. Oh. Like, because there was like, that there like, was, like the plot one. the one I'd heard after Garden State. No, no, no. There, there was one where he like cheated on his wife. And then there was another one. Whatever. This one's the one where his dad is dying of cancer. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't a very interesting movie well, as far as I can let's tell. Let's find out. Wish I was here. Going in style. Going in style feels right. Maybe. No. I don't know. Never seen it before. I, I want to say it was maybe uh, Wish I Was Here. But. Yep, that was it. And yeah, that was the one he made that didn't go over well after. Okay. After Garden State. I mean, I don't think any of them did, honestly. Like, I have not liked uh, one, not one of his movies. I didn't even like Garden State. No, that was 10 honestly. years later. That may not be the same thing. Oh, fuck it. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. I, I, I exactly, I like Scrubs and that is about it. Another time. Another time. <laughs> anyway. So, we've got a Justice League Snyder Cut update here. Um, a fan messaged Eli Snyder, the son of, of Zach. Son of Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, asking about the Snyder Cut. Eli responds saying, Total optimism. Good things are coming soon. That screenshot, the screenshot of that conversation was posted on Vero, and Zack Snyder himself liked the post. That means nothing to me. It means nothing to you. Gives me hope, sir. I, it's not that I'm <laughs> devoid of hope. It just, I've completely tabled the idea of hope and optimism regarding the subject. Fair enough. But I'm over here going, you know what? Uh, you know, I'll even tell, I'll tell my wife. I know she's listening. Get ready to roll your eyes, baby. There's another Blu-ray coming. <laughs> I, look, as I've said many times, I'm hoping for the best. Completely tabled the rest. Uh, it's it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, we're not going to get the rest of the saga. No. You might. Well, we might get a. You uh, might get a confusing get a, interlude. Yeah. That's what we you might, might get. <laughs> That'll probably be a cinematic uh, piece of. Uh, Goddamn art, but it it will not be what you're hoping for, and it won't bring it all together, and it won't fix what's happening now. We just have to live in well, and accept the times that we are in. Here's the thing, though: we don't know how the Snyder Cut ends, and based on everything we've seen or heard, Aquaman picks right up after Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they glimpse Dark Side, and then you know they all go off on their separate ways. It very well could be the we could just fit it in and say yeah that's what happened. Nothing in any other movies are saying that just that you know Joss's or Justice League as they call it is what actually happened. So true. I mean uh, the multiverse we've been talking about might be the best news any of the Snyder release the Snyder cut people have been have heard in a while. Is look my my argument for a long time has been one I I don't see how it will make them money. Because it it lacks the normal distribution sources that you would need if you're Warner Brothers to make money off of it. Two, hmm. it it cannot it would upset what they're trying to do going forward. Therefore, it would be a problem. Well, it it at the very least the multiverse thing. If they embrace that, well, number two goes away. So now you just have how do you make money off of it? And that answer is pretty simple. You just I I think I stand by whether it may, it will make money. It will be at Walmart. 
Uh, but more importantly, it's a show of good faith. I don't. I and don't. if Warner Brothers has to pay some stupid tax, I think they need to, to do that to get everyone else back on board. No, I refuse to think that show of good faith is a thing. I, I just don't think that's a, like an actionable item in the Warner Brothers executive catalog of things that well, we talk oh, about it. At I a, don't think it is at a board meeting, but it might be in Hamada's. It might be in Hamada's. Maybe, but I don't think there anyway. is such a thing as a show of good faith that they do in the movie industry that costs them money. Like a show of good faith where we make mm. just a little bit. Well, well, there is a there is a Richard Donner Superman two cut. Yeah, <laughs> it's cost them virtually nothing. I'm not sure that's true either. Mm. We'll I'm see. Not sold on the show of good faith thing. I, I'm I'm just I you know I don't know what their numbers look like, and neither do you, frankly. No, but... I just don't see where the money's going to come from, or how it's going to make it into their pockets. And until it makes it into their pockets, I don't see how it's going to happen. But the multiverse, if well, they if, really if, do embrace it, mm-hmm. it could work. Because if if they if they do really embrace it and and just say you know uh, screw distribution, um, two things are happening right now. One, you already have a DC Universe streaming. Mm-hmm. You already have people that are paying eight dollars a month for the service. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could make it, put it in budget, and get it there, you could actually have it on there. Yeah, and it it would make its money theoretically as part of that service. Two. Warner Brothers is planning on opening their own streaming service outright, which a lot of people are worried about DC's streaming service getting folded in in a weird way. Either way, hell, go for it, man. Make the Snyder Cut part of the, like, Warner Brothers streaming service, uh, one of the things you're, like, bannering. Mm -hmm. We're going to have this. Yeah, then maybe you you get past my first objection. You do that, embrace the multiverse. I don't know. Maybe you got it. We shall see... All right, over to TV. Um, we got this covered, which already, right out of the gate, grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They are reporting, they've got they've got word that Arrow and Legends, is uh, both shows are going to be ending after the next season. Everything's been renewed. They've got word that Arrow and Legends are ending. And basically they're saying it's because post-crisis, the Arrowverse landscape is going to be drastically different. Um, they, might, they might be thinking that it's going to be... Uh, Paired down to one universe. We know Stephen Amell was on Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You podcast. Said, uh, you know, the only thing left for him to do, as far as uh, being Green Arrow or being Oliver Queen, he says he doesn't need to die to do this. He needs to leave a legacy. Well, we've got Emiko now. Mm-hmm. Um, he says because we have all these other shows that exist. Uh, so we, he's leaving a legacy of 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 a canon that's still going to be around. Um. Let's, yeah, we got this covered. Seems to think that Legends and Arrow are going to be out the door. I'm surprised every year when Legends is renewed because it looks like it's the most expensive show of any of them to make, mm-hmm. and I think it gets the le- the least amount of ratings. Um, there is, there was, or is currently a report out there. I think by we got discovered that Constantine is being looked at. Uh, that Matt Ryan is going to be reprising the role of Constantine in, a, in an ongoing series. And uh, it might be on DC Universe, it might be on the in the Arrowverse, or it might still be in the Arrowverse, but, you know, be an adult show on DC Universe. All right. That would be my hope. Show up on Swamp Thing, man. That's what I want. That would be um, a bit hard for continuity, but Constantine's got so many levers you can pull. You, you, can, mm-hmm. you could probably work that in and still make it work. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, he does mention in, in Legends that he, he knows a Swamp mm-hmm. Thing. Yeah, but then... I don't see how it'd be... 
you would still have a universe where like you're over on DC universe and uh, now it's connected to the Arrowverse. Like, it, so you'd what? have to write in some stuff. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you would. What? Like, there's no way. So far as we know, they. So far as we know, Swamp Thing is not connected to Titans or Doom Patrol. They've already said that. Yeah, they they're holding back on why, that. Why? Why could we honestly not? I mean, shit. Constantine started on NBC. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he shows up on CW. Who the hell cares if he's on DC Universe in an adult show? It could still be the same universe, and we're just kind of rolling with it. <laughs> I'm not going to not roll with it if it happens. The The hilarious part to me is that that was a character that was so freaking compelling that it, it may theoretically end up in a third instantiation with the same actor, and we're bo- honestly, my, my first thought would be, well, I mean, okay with canon, but fuck, I'm going to watch that. Yeah. And you know, if they do whatever they do with the show, I want I, I want a continuation with those characters from the NBC show. I would really like that, but that's what I'm saying. With would, Constantine, would, you could do a thing where you you could somehow incorporate his time in the Arrowverse and still make Constantine work. He's magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and could. it's a comic book universe. You can make this happen. Yeah, alternate blah so blah, anyway. blah 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 blah, and you've got it. <laughs> so yeah, I I I. Uh... I would be okay with it if Arrow and Legends went away after next season. Arrow's, it, it's been a long run, and mm-hmm. I think they're doing great right now, but if it went away and they knew it was coming and they got to write themselves out, I think it'd be a grand exit. Yeah, and you know, if Constantine, if they might actually be planning on taking out Legends of Tomorrow and putting Constantine out there as a, as a singular, singular show somewhere, mm-hmm. and that'd be fine too. He literally took over their logo when he came back. <laughs> I mean, hell, this is CW we're talking about, so you know he might not show up on DC Universe. He might just have his own supernatural-like show. Yeah. Very well, could anyway. But there's plenty to him. So we've got Batwoman. The rap is talking about how uh, Batwoman is not going to have Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Schachter is like, it's a post-Batman Gotham City. Was it like after these heroes leave? Um, Pedowitz recently said things will age and we want to get the next generation of shows to keep the DC, the CD, sorry, CWDC universe going for as long as possible. Um, so they're actively looking to refresh these things. So that's even more proof that that article about yeah, that uh, Arrow in. and Legends might yeah. be playing. Yeah. Also, the Arrows and Legends thing just feels right. It does. In my gut, I keep thinking, yeah, I've seen the numbers on these shows. They're going down. I'm wondering... Yeah, I think they were renewed to wrap up and to play into the crisis, honestly. Would not surprise me at all. Hell, it wouldn't surprise me if it was... (laughs) Here's what really wouldn't surprise me. It's supposed to be a renewal for 2019, or for 2020, or whatever, next year. Mm -hmm. And it it turns out it's a renewal for a half season, goes into crisis, and then there's like a mid-season premiere of a couple other shows. (laughs) That would be interesting. It kind of would be. And they've been... They've been kind of fucking with the TV formula recently, so it wouldn't surprise me. What do you think about this? We do a half season wrapping up Oliver's Arrow. Uh He dies in crisis on Infinite Earths. They lean towards? The rest of the Arrow season is a full-fledged flash forward. (laughs) Yeah, okay. With Connor Hawk as the Green Arrow, the show deals with coming to terms with Oliver Queen's legacy and what it means to... uh, to pick up his mantle. I wouldn't fight that. I wouldn't fight that at all. You're still going to have a couple of flashbacks again at that point, which would be kind of fitting in a way. Flashback a, all I ask flashback is, a few all times I ask, to Oliver. Fix Renee's wig. His future wig. Yeah. Just, that's all I, I ask. I would go with do better on that. 
I mean, look at the future, man. We got we got Oliver and Felicity's kid. We got uh, John Junior. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're building like a future a future Arrowverse people. Yeah. <laughs> like we got a uh, what's his face uh, Wild Dog's daughter. Yeah. They cast a bunch of pretty people. You know what that means? They intend to be here for a while. <laughs> they intend to be here for yeah. a minute. All right. Um, on Batwoman, they uh, they've cast uh, Kate Kane's stepmother. Uh, Elizabeth Ann Weiss. I don't know her. She's playing Catherine Hamilton Kane, the stepmother to Ruby Rose's Kate Kane and wife to Duke Ray Scott's Jacob Kane. She made her fortune as a savvy, bullheaded defense contractor, and all those billions position her as one of Gotham's most powerful residents. For Catherine, it's a matter of the bottom line. Batwoman is bad for business. I like the Brockmire stall you've chosen to tell that tale with. <laughs> The spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my best Billy West. Yeah. All right. And uh, Stargirl over on DC Universe has recruited uh, Amy Smart to play uh, Stargirl's mother, uh, Courtney's mother. And uh, Amy Smart is one of those that I, I just I don't like her. I never have. I, I'm sorry. I'll try. I'll try my best. Hold on. Where do I, where do I know her from? I don't, I don't know the name. Um, well, she was in Crank, and uh, she was the girl, the main girl in Butterfly Effect. Uh, you might know her uh, from Scrubs. She was Tasty Coma Wife. Oh, I know her. <laughs> Why did I know I that was going to be the way? Against you knew? her. What? What? What is? It? I don't understand. I I don't. I've just never liked her. I don't know. It's one of those Michael Chiklis situations, man. Mm, okay. Um, it's a chemical reaction. I see her and I go. Ugh. I don't know why. All right, well, I really don't. We all have them. We all have them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't Try pretend to understand it. And I love Butterfly Effect. Her being in it didn't affect me loving that movie. So not in this reality. Um. Yeah. Anyway, maybe she'll be good. I'm sure she will be. She's fine. Like I don't have a problem with her actual acting ability. I don't know what it is. You know, I I feel like everybody gets a few of those. Yeah. You just get a few of those where you're like, uh, I don't know why, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but mm, just, just not, just not there. I don't know. Like I always feel like there's some, there's something like there has to be something subconscious. Like when I was a kid, maybe a lady who kind of resembled her gave me a dirty look in a Kmart or something. It could be. You could get all Freudian with it, but <laughs> could be more simple. But uh, yeah, the character description is as such. Uh, now that her teenage daughter Courtney is older. Barbara is jumping back into the workforce and striving to be the best mother and provider she can be to her daughter, her new husband, and her new stepson, Michael, who they've just cast, by the way, as Trey Romano. I don't know this guy. He's from something called Robbie and something called Equilibrium, I'm assuming, not the, like, 2003 Christian Bale movie. Surely not. Surely not. Um, <laughs> and he's uh, Pat Dugan's overly charming teenage son and Courtney's new stepbrother. And uh, someone from Kingsman, uh, uh, Kingsman the Great Game, is Neil Jackson, and he's playing someone who is as yet undisclosed DC Comics character. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys are excited about that, because I don't know him from Adam. And that goes for the same, that goes for the kid that's playing playing Superboy. He looks the part, Joshua Orpin, Superboy over on Titans. He's playing Connor Kent. I got nothing, but he's on every episode, so shit. Yep, and he looks like him. He looks the part. Um, description 
If you don't know who Superboy is, Superboy, a.k.a. Connor Kent, is the angsty teenager of steel searching for... Per- Sorry, what? What? <laughs> oh, I see what they did. I see what they did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The angsty teenager of steel... Searching for purpose and the truth about his past. While looking for answers, he crashes into the world of the Titans, where he finds an unlikely home and surrogate family, as well as revelations. I almost said relevations. Mm-hmm. That carry more, yeah, they carry more complications than he ever bargained for. So yeah, and uh, this guy, this Orpin actor, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's Australian. He's been in a bunch of you know Shakespearean. Uh, plays you know australian sh- st- sh- what is wrong with me? australian oh. stage work he's done a lot of that that was what was his name um joshua orpin that's uh all right uh, that's that's gonna be superboy that's gonna be connor yeah all right he is replacing brooker moyer oh okay is that the this, the body double that was in the guy who's literally listed as connor body double okay well that's fair i guess yeah Oh, it turns out there is a guy that was actually credited with Batman. He was uncredited, named Elaine Moissy, uh, I want to hmm. say. Stunt guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did a good job. Somehow he was in X-Men Apocalypse. I wonder what was. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Probably a stunt guy. Still one of my, <laughs> yeah, still one of my favorite, just my favorite uh, credit in a long time. Connor Body Double. <laughs> yep. All right, we're going to get over to some listener feedback. Um, so earlier uh, this week, we got this covered. They had released an article called The Arrowverse Will Become One Universe After Crisis on Infinite Earths. Cassidy Riley sent us a link to this over on our Facebook groups, the Facebook group that I will put a link to in the show notes, and um, asks if we think this is going to be a real thing. Uh, I think it is. I think they're going to I think they're gonna merge the universes. Absolutely. Uh I think I actually replied and said something along the lines of, like, I have no reason to think this isn't where the wind is blowing. Yeah, and uh, Brent Clark of DC TV Squadcast and Fans Without Borders said uh, the entire point of the crisis was to do just that. I think it's going to happen. So, yeah, we're all in agreement. All of us DC podcasters. Yeah, and Berlanti has been seeding this for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget, because he's in 35 places at once, he's still around, and he still has a lot of pool. And but you know what happened in the comics? Is Barry died. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they're going to switch it up and have Ollie die because that certainly seems to be the way they're pushing it or the way they're pretending it's going to go. Yeah. Um, that might be a red herring. We might have uh, you know, Kenyon Lonsdale may have taken a break please. because he was like, I you know what, I need to go away before I have to become the lead of the show. Yeah, I'm going to go do all the indie <laughs> movies I can sneak into four months before I have to live in Vancouver for three years. Right. So, yeah. And I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I like Grant Gustin, but... I, I will I'll kill anybody for story's sake. Yeah, me too. If, if the payoff is that good, damn it, man. I'll take it. And mm-hmm. I'll sit there and weep. I mean weep watching that episode. <laughs> like sob. Like chest heaving and can't keep my stomach doing from doing things that I'm trying to tell them not to do kind of thing. Uh-huh. But it's totally worth it. If it's good, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty. Let's uh let's move on down the road here. J. Scott Sinclair Sinclair. St. Clair. J. Scott St. Clair. What oh my god. Mm-hmm. At yeah. J. Scott for you real nailed that. over on Twitter. <laughs> J. Scott says, Who are some of the villains you'd like to see populate James Gunn's Suicide Squad? And who would you cast in the roles? 
And he does say we we can modify it to make it a tad easier if need be. Choose one villain who has never graced the big screen to appear and cast them. I'll defer to your preference. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, I don't I don't need to do the second one because I aside from like maybe two, I already knew my roster. Shoot. So I'm going with the first version of this. Uh-huh. All right. So returning, mm-hmm. I want to see Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Joel Kinnaman return as Rick Flag. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about it, the more I really do. I do want Jai Courtney to come back as Captain Boomerang because he was a lot of fun, especially in the extended bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was her name? Karen Fukuhara as Katana. We didn't get nearly enough of her. Mm, no. So I totally want her on board. All right. The new people: Poison Ivy, because I think it would really set her up with later movies with Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And I want her to be played by Ma- uh, Mila Kunis because I. I've that, always favored the little impish, like, nymph-looking version of Poison Ivy. Yeah, I could work with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's got good comedic timing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she does. Um, King Shark, and I know this, sounds, this is going to sound stupid, but in what's little more than a cameo role, I want Mike Tyson to play him. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I want that huge hulking creature. want the voiceover. Of Absolutely. The giant King Shark with... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey guys, yeah. this is like some kind of suicide squad. Yeah, I get you. I get. I hear where you're going there. All right. Uh, Bronze Tiger. Uh huh. And I'll, I'll be damned if. Yeah, I, I would love it to be dude from Arrow. Honestly, um, what is his name? Michael J. White, right? The former Spawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this dude's basically a martial artist with with Wolverine claws. I mean, he's Wolverine <laughs> of the of the DC universe. Um, if we couldn't get, uh, if they just didn't want to have the dude from Arrow playing the part, um, my wife watches this show called Seal Team, and there's a guy on there, Neil Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. He's a real, real life martial artist. Like he knows a bunch of different martial art styles, and he's a damn good actor. I could totally see him being Bronze Tiger. Um, would love to see Killer Frost, and for just a minute, like I was like, I don't know who I want to play, and then it just popped into my head. I heard a, I, I heard an English accent. I said, you know what? That would be completely different than what they're doing on the Flash. I would love to see Alice Eve play Killer Frost. Um, she was Carol Marcus in in the Star Trek uh, Into Darkness movie. Um, she's been in a bunch of stuff, and she's always really good. Here's my favorite. Well, no, not my. It's almost my favorite. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I want to see Black Spider on the team. Go on. And I want him to I want him to be played by Andrew Garfield. I'm not sure I disagree with you. Uh in Young Justice, Josh Keaton did the voice of Black Spider, and that was a reference to the fact that Josh Keaton was the voice of Spider Man in Greg Wiseman's Spectacular Spider Man animated series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I would love to see Andrew Garfield play Black Spider, who was basically a bad version of Spider-Man. Well, and uh, f- okay, yeah. All and right. finally, I finally I want Argyle. If you don't know who Argyle is, a lot of people don't. Um, Argyle <laughs> was uh, okay. Look, so there was a this character named Brummel. Uh, his planet Schwab was going to explode, so he launched his wardrobe into space. He's a villain. Uh, Argyle is a villain of uh, Ambush Bug. Right. So this giant radioactive spider destroys the laundry, ward- but the Ambush Bug suit and a sock survived. The sock became alive because of the radiation, and um, as one would. Well, wound up wandering the streets alone. Someone found Irwin Schwab found the the suit, took it, became 
uh, ambush bug. And uh, after being mauled by a cat, the sock entered a lab and mastered the lab's technology, built himself a Doctor Doom mask, and became Argyle. <laughs> He's a sentient sock with a I mean, Doctor Doom course. mask. This is how things go. Um, naturally. And again, naturally, I feel I want Christopher Plummer to play him, mm-hmm. do the voice. And I want him to basically be imprisoned inside. He's not an official member of the Suicide Squad, but I want him to be imprisoned inside of Captain Boomerang's jacket. And I want him to complain about uh, being used for masturbatory reasons. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Solid. <laughs> I'm not complaining about any of your picks. Yeah. I can I can work with any of that. All right. Well, cool. What are your picks? What do you got? Mm, I went slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing with uh, Suicide Squad is you have villains and uh, the the anti-villain villain kind of uh, gradient is is it's very hard to read who's who's on what side at any time. So you mm-hmm. can just pick a hero or a villain and, and decide they're supposed to be uh, the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. So I my thought was who who would be a fun bad guy for a Suicide Squad. And as a basis, I, I kind of thought, well, we don't have any reason to think otherwise at the moment. What if we just keep the same guys? And it, it won't really matter. It's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a good smattering of the people that are there right now. Mm-hmm. So who would I like to see them up against? Okay. Well, my, my, one of my first thoughts was Black Adam. Like The Rock's mm-hmm. Black Adam. Yeah. That'd be a fantastic. The People's Eyebrow versus Harley Quinn. <laughs> I've already seen it versus Seven of Nine on Star Trek. Ah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing in this capacity. <laughs> but Probably, yeah. I also thought, like, all right, so the Suicide Squad is essentially a team of, of people that are, you know, it's like a smattering of superpowers. Mm-hmm. They have them, but they're not always, it's not the Justice League, man. It's not. The fastest man in the world, the the uh, guy who's powered by the goddamn sun itself, the the most incredible human that's ever lived, uh, a Greek god powered by every gift that was ever given by any Greek god, and oh yeah, this dude who has a ring, who's the most it has it's the most powerful weapon in the world. No, 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 you don't get all that. Uh huh. It's 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 a it's a motley crew. So. First, I thought Black Adam, that'd be hilarious. How the hell are they going to pull this off? And second, I thought, well, you know, it'd be fun. Lobo. Yeah, Lobo's always going to be fun. It sounds like a fun little, uh, it sounds like there'd be a lot of fun dialogue between this group, especially Harley, and Lobo. And then I decided, you know what would be more fun? Let's put, let's put him on a workout regime and let's get Jason Manzoukas on this role. Hmm. Dude looks like Lobo. He looks like a skinny Lobo. And who is this person? Jason Manzoukas? Yeah. Ralphie. Or, uh, Ralphie? No, not Ralphie. What's his name in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Uh, uh, what's her name's crazy-ass uh, almost boyfriend for a second? And... Oh, are you talking about... Oh, uh, ra- uh, the, the dude from uh, The League? Yeah, Ralphie from The League. And uh, funny-ass Ralphie. dude... Ralphie. Ralphie? Yeah, it is Ralphie. That's true. Hmm. Beef that guy up. I don't think you can beef that guy. <laughs> I'm not sure you can either, because he can't have eggs. It's a thing. I'd be okay if his face was was Lobo and they just gave him like a CG body or something. But yeah, that could be fun. You see where I'm saying though with the crazy ass look? Yeah, I just I'm not. 
You know, I'm not sure I get that from him. I'm not sure I get classic Lobo from him. I could see it. You saw him in Brooklyn. But bringing up Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I do think Terry Crews would pull it off. <laughs> yeah, he actually, he could do it. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> you could see him saying the main man, referencing himself. Yeah. He references himself on that show uh, he's already in Terry loves yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> Terry loves yogurt. <laughs> Uh, just got renewed too, by the way. It's oh, such a good show. Yeah, that's a blessing. Um, I, I just thought the like Lobo versus Suicide Squad would be a, a fun dynamic, no matter who's involved. Yeah. But what what might be a lot of fun is mm-hmm. if you went super crazy with it. Just decided uh, it would almost be kind of like taking a page out of Legion's book. Just we don't even know who's the reliable narrator anymore. You know, just just really really go for it. And and bring in Batmite, and I say mm. Batmite instead of Miss Mister uh, Miss Mrs. Mrs. Yeah, because um, Batmite feels better for Suicide Squad since they've already had Batman be this kind of like almost otherworldly guy who was he was like an Are You Afraid of the Dark tale for those guys, you know? <laughs> he was a campfire uh-huh. tale. Like we were we were only <laughs> we were seconds removed from like I almost got him. <laughs> you know, yeah. So hmm. that might seems like it would, it it would fit. You could go into fourth world tales. You could go into elf world tales. You can get you can get you can get Grant Morrison on the shit if you want to. And <laughs> I have to admit, my first thought was Jason Manzukas, just because it it would still it would still crack me up to see him redirecting that universe. But I came up with a better solution. Uh huh. Michael Sarah as Batmite as Batmite. <laughs> Dude, I think George Michael mm. is the answer. Hmm. It might be. Super understated. He he gets flustered very quickly. He uh yeah. like and and you get this like underlying hostility from him. But he's also Batman's biggest fan. But he's all yeah, but he's also uh, kind of wants to be supportive. I I I think about the last uh you know, a few episodes of Rest of Development like where he finally punches his dad in the face and it's a huge deal and well, think about the fight in the hallway. Kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's Michael Sarah's bet, Mike. I think that might be hmm. the most excited I'd get about this franchise. I could see it. And in this, actually, in this version, if they continue uh, Suicide Squad, it would be him just kind of getting, you know, just play with it. Just just uh, go mm-hmm. with, like, this is bet, Mike, post. You could almost, uh, he could refer to him, you know, uh, having a whole thing with Batfleck that they just never have to address. It was like, yeah, I talked to that guy, and it got weird, and... I don't know. I just, I was thinking I need some new people to, to talk to, talk to. You can, you could write it in. It would make sense. Still be in the universe. Yeah. Could be a lot of fun. Could be. But you know, I, one of the things I loved about uh, Brave and the Bold was how willing they were to just show Bat might run around making fun of the different universes in the multiverse and explaining how it was just a cartoon. Yeah. I like fourth wall stuff. Mm-hmm. But only with certain characters. At times, Harley is that kind of character for me. But Batmite definitely is. Yeah, he's built that way. You got anything else on that? No, I think I'm out. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let us know if uh, that was a good answer, J. Scott. Let us know who what yours are, J. Scott, and everyone else listening. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at interaction. <laughs> we played a recording a few um, minutes ago of what Dave might sound like if he were saying those sentences. 
Chris Baga on Twitter says, What Elseworld stories would you like to see adapted in the DCU, DCEU, or DC animated film? Um, either or, I'll take it. Uh, Speeding Bullets, Ooh. which is uh, the uh, story where instead of having a kid, uh, they wind up, uh, Martha and Thomas Wayne find uh, Kal-El <laughs> instead of the Kents and raise him as Bruce. Mm. So we have a Batman with you know, Superman's powers. Nice. Uh, the nail, which is just always going to be my, one of my answers for that. Uh, again, another, another thing where the Kents don't find Superman, like a nail blows the tire of Jonathan's truck and, uh, they don't go anywhere that day and they never meet Superman. And then we flash forward and we see a world without Superman and all the superheroes and how the world has just completely gone to shit because there's no Superman. I think I can remember this. Uh, for lack of a nail, the horse was lost. For lack of the horse, the night was lost. For lack of a night, the battle was lost. For lack of a uh, battle, the war was lost. Is that close? Something like that. Some kingdom was lost. Oh, yeah. Something. For lack of a battle, the kingdom uh, was that, lost. That's how it is. It was a kingdom that was lost all for the one of a nail. Yeah. I was very it's close. Really I'm lo- missing a few words. There's... There's an actual, like, there's a really long, it's a real poem, and it's real long, but, and they just truncated <laughs> oh, it for the comic. Oh, forget who it was from. Uh, and Red and Red Sun. Red Sun's mm-hmm. always going to be on mm-hmm. there. That's where, I mean, all three of these things have to do with Superman being found somewhere else or going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, Superman lands in the Soviet Union instead of in Kansas. Yeah. Fantastic. Which may get, we may get some flavor of coming up in Supergirl, but we'll see. Well, we've heard they're 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 probably going to be adapting that into an animated film. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So, uh, Randy SF forty five writes to us on Twitter. Wait, did you didn't give us give us yours? What were your Elseworld stories? Yeah. Um, my answer is Scott Snyder. <laughs> Wait, I have more. Okay. If you were to put it in the DCEU, I would uh-huh. say, let's do Court of Owls. But that's not in Elseworlds. Oh, but it is in a way. In as much as everything in the DC universe is in Elseworlds. Right. Um, if you were to put it into animated, I would say, God, I'd love to see Metal. Like, his 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 run on Metal animated mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Now, look, I, I do understand that these are all in canon, theoretically, but they'd make a badass story. If you just put them in like the DCEU in live action, mm-hmm. and it really would not feel like anything that you've seen before. And by the way, Chris, I feel like there's already been a great Elseworlds story that was a, that was animated. And it wasn't even in the Elseworlds comics. Uh, Gods and Monsters, Justice League, oh, Gods and Monsters was fantastic. One of the best. One of the best. I I mourn the fact that we aren't getting any more of that. Yeah, that was that was fantastic, and um, we did get Gotham by Gaslight, which was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, though, um, now I think about it, we're only two issues in, but the Batman Damned series, mm. that might be worth it when the time comes. Well, number three got delayed. Oh, it's going to be a minute. Orders can- orders canceled and stuff. Um, anyway, Randy SF 45 over on Twitter says, uh, Doom Patrol episode two was a highlight in the history of DC TV. I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even if we're only talking about the bit where the chief looks over and goes, who are you talking to? And he's like, Grant Morrison fans, Reddit trolls. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that was delightful. I'm digging that show, man. Um, 
Randy also says to us, I'm starting to lose track of all the comic book properties currently on TV. By the way, Deadly Class is worth checking out when the DC shows go on summer hiatus. What summer hiatus? <laughs> Are we getting a summer hiatus I, this year? I don't, I don't know. I, Does I, that happen? I have no freaking idea. I have no reason to believe that we're actually getting anything. Like, I, at, at this point, CW and DC Universe have been toying with a uh, season, like, I see season. There's no idea of a season. They don't care. The DC Universe is going to put things out all year round. And then uh, mm-hmm. CW has decided that summer doesn't count as a, uh, a safe space anymore. So we're just going to get everything the whole time. A safe space. And <laughs> I kind of just hope it spreads its wings in a way where we can adjust to the whole thing. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And by the way, I just three, recommended like three different Elseworlds graphic novels. So take that, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> alright we have a couple of voicemails first up uh, Travis Hines from Superhero Discussions and Tales from the DC Universe and by the way he was also uh, he was also on an episode of DC TV Squadcast recently mm-hmm. I'll, put, I'll try to put a link to that in the show notes because he did a really good job over there too uh, he's got a voicemail for us and uh, we are going to jump to that right now hi Dave and Jason this is Travis Hines Travis underscore 156 uh, leaving a message here. I'm listening to your most recent podcast uh, from Affleck's Mouth, and I had to stop the co- uh, the podcast, uh, did podcast, I guess, when you guys were talking about Snyder and what Dave wanted to see with the graphic novel. Uh, I have a two-part question slash thoughts slash I hope it'll ramble so you can give your thoughts on this, but listening to all what you guys had to say, but wanting to see the rest of it in the graphic novel, and now with Watchmen coming up on HBO, uh, if that's successful, do you think we could see more of those like, gritty, real uh, adaptations? Uh, kind of like the same line of BVS Man of Steel. Personally, looking back on it now, I think that it would have been better if it was, Snyder would have had a 10-episode season uh, with HBO to tell his whole story. I know we can't go back and change history, and I know he can't do that now, but that would have been, looking back on it, I think the best way to tell the story that he wanted to tell. Maybe we wouldn't have got the effects that we got for The Flash or some of the other great uh, visual things Snyder did, well, with CGI and effects, with the money that he had and the people he had with him, but we can see from even 300, which looks like it's still blind on the theater today, and was made in 06, so I think Snyder could have easily pulled this off. And I just think, well, I think that would be a bit more satisfying than the graphic novel thing. Although I know if we can't get anything, I'll take that graphic novel all day, every day. But yeah, I, that was just a thought I had come into my mind when I was listening to you guys there. I just wanted to get it out before I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, so HBO, I think it could be a thing going down the line for more stories. I'm hoping one day to get a live action the Dark Knight Returns story, and I think HBO could be a great place to give that to us because we already know from the folly of BBS and Man of Steel that audiences, general audiences for the movies would rather something a little bit more, uh, I don't know, what's the word here, just safe, child-friendly, uh, not so grim. But personally, I love those kind of stories. I love the what humans 
and superheroes will interact. Like, I feel that that's one thing is lost with me with the MCU movies. We get, like, Thor fighting and people running to, to film him with their cameras now when everything's exploding and there's giant things, like, blowing up, like, up over the sky. The camera, I came with what it's called, but this is completely off DC topic. But, uh, yeah, that's just two of the questions I have, guys. I hope you answer them. Uh, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, great work, as always. Travis, man. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I've, I've, if Watchmen is successful, I, I, I do think we'll see more gritty comic book stuff go there. I think it'll probably wind up being uh, more in the line of Vertigo stuff, though. Uh, I feel like, because HBO is owned by Warner Brothers, but I do think that they will want to mostly do DC Universe for, for their gritty comic book shows, I feel like. What do you think? Jason. They've definitely opened up a space for it, and it's going well. Yeah. But it it could go over there. It could go over there, too, and, and I wouldn't argue. I, yeah. In general, the idea that Zack Snyder's universe might have gone over better on, like, HBO or Stars, I would suggest Stars as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid. Yeah, solid. I, um... Like, lower audience expectations, lower uh, return expectations. Mm-hmm. It, it, probably could have done everything it was hoping to do maybe more frankly and um really taking some chances and yeah there's a there's a chance we missed out on a lot by not showing up there but you know i I don't know if i don't know how long you've been listening travis but you know for you or anyone else who doesn't know one of the first things we talked about on this show how it was my ideal batman series would be like an hbo show that spans like 10 to 12 years like jumping forward in time, basically doing what Je- Young Justice does, but in a gritty, R-rated Batman fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's been my hope and my ultimate dream for all all these many years. Um, so while I don't think they're going to ever do a Dark Knight Returns on HBO, and they might, I might be wrong, or DC Universe, uh, just because they seem to not be able to figure out that we can take more than one kind of a character. At one time, they're like, oh, I'm going to do a Batman in the movies. Uh, okay, buddy. All right. I can watch two different Batman. I already do it. I'm not looking at Adam West episodes and going, wait a minute. It's like six of these at a time sometimes. I mean, it, it's... You're not Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, we, we can handle it. Um, and, you know, as for wondering what the general audience is thinking, well, the general audience couldn't even wrap their head around, why wouldn't, I thought Batman and Superman were friends. Yeah. You can't worry about the general audience, what they're going to think. I mean, you have to, but just tell them, show them why, which I think they did successfully, but. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um, Travis also sent us a me- sent me a message uh, and said, uh, to, but it was kind of, it was to us. Uh, your your podcast has been fantastic since the first episode I downloaded. In my opinion, you guys are the same air as the Suicide Squad cast network, and I don't say that lightly. That's uh, high praise, and I uh, I love those guys. I listen to all the shows, and uh, actually, I don't. I don't listen to the DC Comics Squad cast, and it has. No, I do listen to uh, Chris Remmer's music, though. But I don't listen to the DC <laughs> DC Comics Squad cast because I. I I have resisted the spoilers, and I just I don't I, I don't keep up like they do. Um, I just yeah, yeah. I try to avoid those. It's hard. It is. Um, yeah. So we have a voicemail. Well, for, well, thank you, Travis, for saying those things. Yes. Thank you so thank much. You. This 
my cheeks got all flustered when I read it. Mm-hmm. Can a cheek get flustered, or can it just have a a red hue? I got flustered. It can I should damn say well that get way. flustered. Um, <laughs> so we have one more voicemail, and then we can wrap it up. Uh, a couple weeks ago, our, one of our listeners, Bat Jordan Valdez, soon to be Bat Jordan uh, Kyle Wayne, which, by the way, we were like, oh, where did he get Kyle from? Maybe Kyle Raider. Oh, oh Selena Kyle. Dipshits mm-hmm. that we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Went way over our heads, apparently. <laughs> Uh, to be yeah, fair, I but, couldn't quite uh, hear him. It, it, it was a little unclear. It was a little muddled. Mm, okay. This is a voicemail after well, all. Well, when we when we started doing these voicemails, uh, we had a guy call in named Jordan Valdez, and then he started calling himself Bat Jordan Valdez. And then last or a couple weeks ago, Bat Jordan Valdez said that he was going to be changing his name soon to Bat Jordan Kyle Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't want to be unsupportive. I think it's a mistake, but I, you know, if that's what he wants to do, that's, you know, fine. I'll support him. I, I think you uh, had a slightly more, uh, what, what would you call it? Extreme take on it? No. Oh, what would you call it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You you heavily advised him not to do it. It was more of it. a please God no mm-hmm. kind of take on please it. Please God more. Yeah, that's extreme. Yeah. I would say that's extreme. Yeah. Um, well, I think Nathan Wobbly Boots eighty five has out Dennis. Possibly Dennis, Dennis, not Dennis. We dumb it um, it. So Nathan didn't really send us a voicemail so much as he sent Jordan a voicemail via DC on screen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, well, we'll let Nathan speak for himself. Hey Dave, hey Jason. Uh, it's nice to see you guys. I'm, I'm gonna put you guys on the side for this voicemail, and I'm gonna pull up here to. Mr. Jordan Valdez's house in uh, Jordan. What the actual fuck? You're going to change your name? Like, you're going to change your name to Bat Jordan Valdez? Are you out of your goddamn mind? You, you, like, you, you're young, brother. You're young. I get loving something. I really do. I get it. But your life changes, like, every 10 years. You're a different person. Changing your name? The bad Jordan Valley, whatever, Kyle Wayne. Like, that's crazy, brother. That is crazy, and that is a long time. I think you should get a second opinion, slow down, pump the brakes. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but my jaw hit the goddamn ground when I heard that. Please slow down and think about that. That is just crazy to me, and I can't wrap my head around that. Uh, Dave, Jason, see you on your screen. Jordan, please slow down. Think about what you're doing. Have a good day. I have a question. Sure. Did it sound to you like he was actively about to get out of his car and go, like, grab him by the lapels and confront his friend about this subject? <laughs> it did. It for sure sounded like this place was like an intervention that was just immediately pending. Yeah, he just sounds like, no, this is bullshit. Yeah. I've had it. I could deal with the bat cat shit, Jordan, but not this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, again, I'll support you, but yeah. I I want to yeah. suggest thinking about it, a concealed tattoo as maybe a compromise. I would suggest you know do do the Jordan Kyle Wayne if you have to. Please leave off bat. That's gonna be hard to get around in interviews, man. The bat part is going to be really hard to get around. 
most people won't go, Kyle Wayne, are you a Batman nerd? And yeah. no one's going to do that. No. And Unless if they did, they'd probably be like, for, oh, that's badass. Like, an intern at Warner Brothers or uh, DC Comics, or interviewing as a very specific kind of zookeeper. Mm-hmm. That is going to hinder your interview process. <laughs> Sorry, the zookeeper got me. If you take my meaning. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, man. But uh, I, 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 man, I, I hope you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love you, Bat. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt Bat. Mm. All right, I think that's it. That's all we've got. Um, do you have anything else? Nope. Cool. So, patreon.com slash dconscreen. Uh, dconscreen.com. Click the shop button to go get you a t-shirt or a tapestry. You want a tapestry, don't you? Who doesn't? I want a tapestry. I don't know where I'd put it. Then again, I just bought like 60 Star Trek novels for 50 cents each. And I have no idea where I'm putting those. Well, same solution. The nights are still cold. <laughs> All right. Snuggle up, listeners. Get you a tapestry mm-hmm. and lay underneath it. Mm-hmm. Lay underneath the logo that my sister made for us. It <laughs> doesn't make it weird at all. <laughs> I'm making. I'm making. A, I'm making a, a design. Uh, I'm working on a design, and I'm excited to put it up. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. You should buy both of them um, and lay under both of them. Let them touch you. Snuggle up. Now it's getting real With weird. Both all right, I'm going to stop. Please do. Yeah, I will. I will. I will about right. five seconds ago. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back next week with something. Until then, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time. TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 
Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.